Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. Pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and click subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 15. It seems crazy to think that these people would rather have a known murderer in their midst than this Jesus Christ. Seems insane to me, but mankind has been making that same choice almost from the beginning of time. Jesus could have stopped this incredible wrong, but he allowed himself to die in place of this guilty man. Imagine that. Jesus would be the substitute for Barabbas, the perfect for the imperfect, just as he was our substitute, the perfect for the imperfect. He died that we might live. The text says that the chief priests had stirred up the crowd. Who's moving you today? Pastor? Some other spiritual leader? For you need to know that Christianity is first and foremost a personal relationship with Christ. Never give that up. We must always do what we do because of our love of Christ, not because of the motivations of any man. Verse 12 says, Pilate again asked them, What then shall I do to him whom you call the king of the Jews? They cried out again, Crucify him! And Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out exceedingly, Crucify him! Crucify him? Even as the world today cries for peace, they yet hate the Prince of Peace. Pilate was trying one last attempt here to save Jesus, (laughs) and all the while Jesus was actually trying to save him. History does record that Pilate eventually lost his governorship. So the story goes, of course, whatever we attempt to hold on to at the cost of Jesus in our life is sure to be lost in the end. Pilate asked why. What has he done? People chanted all the louder, saying, Crucify him! Ironically, just a week before, the people were crying, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And that is a vivid picture of the fickle hearts of men. Verse 15 of our text says, Pilate, wishing to please the multitude, released Barabbas to them and handed over Jesus when he had flogged him to be crucified. Mark just touches upon the subject of the scourging of Jesus, but other Gospels and, of course, Roman history tells us so much, much more. Actually, prophecy had even forewarned of this aspect of the crucifixion. Isaiah 50 and Isaiah 53 tell us of the beatings that the Messiah would endure, the whipping that was to precede the cross. It was a horror that oftentimes left an individual dead even before he made it to the cross. You see, in the Roman system, the scourging was used to elicit a confession of guilt of other crimes that the individual may have committed. So, you see, the individual could stop the process of the whipping anywhere along the way in his 39 lashes by admitting his guilt and his other crimes. 
But of course, with Jesus, that would be a problem. Because you see, he didn't have any crimes to admit to. So he stood silent as they beat him over and over 39 times, and he said nothing. The tool that they used in these whippings was a cat of nine tails with bits of glass and pottery embedded in the ends of the leather. So as that leather would wrap around the victim, it would rip open the flesh, exposing bone, muscle, and organs. Again, most people would never survive the 39 lashes and would die right there. But Jesus did not. For you see, he had an appointment with destiny. Verse 16 says the soldiers led him away within the court, which is the praetorium, and they called together the whole cohort. And they clothed him with purple, and weaving a crown of thorns, they put it on him. They began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews. And they struck his head with a reed and spit on him, bowing their knees, and they did homage to him. A cohort in those days, or a garrison of soldiers, were effectively 600 men strong. So if the beating was already not enough, they then gathered now the whole group of men to ridicule and shame the Messiah of the ages, clothing him in purple, which signified royalty, and placing a crown of thorns upon his head, the soldiers mocked Jesus, mocked him, saying that he was the king of the Jews. And in utter humiliation, the Lord of Lords suffered the beatings and then the worst of degradation as the Roman troops spit upon him. They spit on Jesus and they pretended to worship him on their knees. To have witnessed such an event, to even read about it, elicits an eruption of emotion that words cannot express. Such action is not limited to a rare day somewhere in far gone history. No, in fact, men are committing this very act even as we are listening to this today. Even as we are here at this moment, today and every day throughout the world, the Messiah is being spit upon and even mocked in false worship. The only difference is the soldiers had enough integrity to be open and honest about it. Verse 20 says, When they mocked him, took the purple cloak off of him, and put his own garments on him, and they led him out to crucify him. So after all of his ministry on this earth, his day had arrived. And despite all the pain and all the humiliation and all the shame and all the degradation, and Jesus was now going to even die for us. He was even going to die for those guys who had just spit on him and even for the ones who beat him. He would now die for those who offered up their ridiculing false worship. And he was even going to die for you and me. Verse 21 says they compelled one passing by coming from the country Simon 
of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to go with them that he might bear his cross. One of the greatest crossings in the maturing of our faith is the moment in which there is the dawning of that complete and total understanding that actually nothing in our lives as believers is without purpose and without design. That was our daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim or JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.